I'm Rachel, the creative director for Ramdas's Love Serve Remember Foundation, and I'd like to welcome you to our Inner Academy, a virtual Dharma Hall where our family of wisdom teachers will help you navigate your daily life by bringing ancient wisdom into a modern context. With over 200 hours of audio and video teachings, meditations, and practices from teachers like Ramdas, Krishnadas, Sharon Salzberg, Jack Kornfield, Roshi Joan Halifax, Joseph Goldstein, and many more. The Inner Academy is your core resource for finding balance, presence, and navigating the ups and downs of your daily life. The Inner Academy has guidance for every step of your journey. Choose from an annual or monthly membership and gain access to past and future courses, retreat replays, virtual community, and much more. If you've been familiar with Love Server Member Foundation for a while, you'll know that most of our offerings are given freely or on a sliding scale basis. So when you subscribe to the Inner Academy, you're paying it forward and bolstering our ability to continue creating accessible offerings for all in the future, as Ramdas wished for us to do. Be here now and start your journey with Ramdas's Inner Academy today. For more, visit ramdas.org forward slash inner academy. Teaching meditation can be a deeply rewarding experience. Help others improve their mental and emotional well-being reduce stress, improve focus, increase self-awareness and self-regulation, all while deepening your own practice and understanding. Join acclaimed author, Buddhist teacher, and Emmy Award-winning musician David Nickturn on Tuesday, May 28th at 6 p.m. Eastern Time for a free online discussion on teaching meditation in Dharma Moon's renowned Mindfulness Meditation Teacher Training Program. Get certified by Dharma Moon to teach meditation lead group practice sessions, and work with individual students. Visit dharmamoon.com slash be here now for more info and to reserve your spot for the free online event with David Nickturn on May 28th. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to the Krishnadas Pilgrim Heart Hour. This podcast is a manifestation of our interconnected lives, and we wish to keep it free at all costs, if you can say that. So, we are dependent on the generosity of you, our listeners. So, please go to mindpodnetwork.com kd, and either use the donate button, or just bookmark the Amazon portal. We receive a small percentage of however much you pay for whatever you bought. Nothing extra for you, but a tangible contribution, if small, for us. You could also sign up for a free trial with the voluminous audible.com. We get something out of that, too. We thank you for the support and allowing us to continue presenting Krishnadas's excellent talks. So, you know, when we chant like this, either together or alone, but together 
is somewhat more powerful in a certain way. Kind of a space is created, or we become aware of a, a space of some kind, or a feeling, or a, um, you might feel that the room is bigger than it looks. But the problem is that all that space fills up with thought immediately. And we don't have any way of holding on to the space. How do you hold on to space? Right? It just gets filled up with the thoughts that keep coming. So, the names that we're singing are this space or this the deeper you go into it, you, it becomes, you could call it a presence, or a presence with a capital P. And um, that presence is always here. We're not, because we're all thinking all the time, and totally distracted by the outside world, and our senses picking up information, and we react to that information, and then we go take a Valium. or whatever. So, the interesting thing is, you know, do we ever ask ourselves where these thoughts come from? Or do we ever ask ourselves, why do we even believe these thoughts? No, we never wonder why we believe what we think, but we do. We believe what we think. Isn't that crazy? That's really crazy. But we do. We believe everything we think. I feel like shit today. And we believe it. We never say, why? I don't necessarily feel like shit. Maybe I feel like tomato sauce. Or something else. We think that and we just go right into it. The emotions kind of follow very closely upon the thoughts which then we react to and that reaction are, you could call like, in a sense our emotions but we never wonder where the thoughts come from and uh, certainly never occurs to us to wonder whether or not thoughts will ever end but even though, in the, even in the presence of all this thinking, in the midst of all this thinking, there is this space in which it all happens. Right? It's not happening down the block when you're over here. It's happening over here. It's happening right where you are. And that's always where everything happens, right where we are. It seems to me that it would be nice to have a vote as to how we feel and, and, and what we do with these thoughts, wouldn't it? I think it would, because I've been depressed my whole goddamn life, and if I had a vote, I would have voted for something else. <laughs> but I didn't have a vote, or at least I didn't think I had a vote. Or. Maybe some part of me knew that I had a vote and I was just trying to find the voting booth. But I forgot to register, so they sent me home. 
And I wouldn't have voted for any of the candidates that I am anyway. <laughs> so what are we doing? God knows. And she does. She actually does. But we don't. But still, we're doing something. And uh, that's pretty interesting if you think about it. Why are we here? It's a very nice day out. And to get here, we had to go through so much goddamn traffic, it would have been better to stay home. But no. So we, we must, there must be something pushing us to do this stuff. Some, something in us that makes us look for whatever you want to call it. You call it whatever you want. And that's a good thing. That, that's, that's grace working right there. The fact that we, are do, we, we don't know what we're doing, we don't know where we are, we don't know how we got here, but fuck it, I'm looking for another way out. <laughs> Whatever it is, I'm trying to find something. And that's a wonderful thing, because, because here in the West, uh, and in many places in the world, we have enough stuff. We have enough stuff. It may not be the best stuff, but we have enough of it. Enough of it to make us reasonably happy if we're so inclined. So what's, what are we doing here? You know? It must be that stuff don't make you happy. It must be that no matter how much stuff you have, you always want more. And then you get it, you still want more. So stuff must not make us happy. Let me see, what makes us happy? I'm depressed, nothing makes me happy. Huh? Singing. Singing makes you happy? Very good, good. That's good, that's good. Thinking makes me, chanting makes me happy. Because why, why, what does chanting do? It gives us one thing to think about that doesn't make us unhappy. <laughs> At least, let's start there. Whether there's a Krishna or a Ram or a Shiva, I don't give a shit, but that thing I'm thinking about doesn't make me unhappy. That's enough. That's a good place to stop. What's the matter? You don't like my language? Aren't you from New Jersey? Listen, I talk like this all through Europe. I'm still alive, so don't give me a hard time. And you should hear it in foreign languages. I look at the translator because I see them blushing, and I know they didn't say what I said. So I stop, and I go. And then they grit their teeth and they say it, and everybody laughs, then I know they said it. <laughs> so, um, this thing that we're, this one thought that we're doing together, which is the name, called the names of God, or whatever, God forbid it should be the name of God, but it might be, you never know. So that thing, well let's just call it one thought that we've all agreed to, to center on for the moment at the exclusion of other thoughts, right? 
It's that simple. And so the practice is so simple. You, you think about this, you sing this, you listen to it, and as soon as you notice that you're not doing it, you're thinking about other things, you come back. That's all that's required, actually. Actually, by the time you, when you do notice that you're, you're not paying attention, you didn't do that. You didn't make yourself notice what you just noticed, which must mean that naturally you came back to something first. And when you came back, you, you recognized that you've been thinking. You're no longer, you weren't really thinking at that second you came back. You noticed your thinking, right? You follow me? You didn't sit there and say, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna, Krishna. Oh, I'm thinking about something. <laughs> no, you noticed that you weren't listening to yourself or to me or to the music. How did that happen? Let's think about that for a second, just for the hell of it, so to speak. We're trying to pay attention to Hare Krishna. We're all singing it. It makes us happy. It's one thought we don't have to think all that other stuff. We're just thinking, thinking, singing Hare Krishna. And then we notice we haven't been paying attention. How did that noticing happen, right? I'm going to make you work today because I'm nasty. <laughs> How did that noticing happen? Where did it come from? Raise your hand and give me an idea. Where did that noticing come from? Somebody say something. Huh? Intelligence. Yeah, good. Good. You? Mine is simpler answer. Mine comes when I feel physical pain. I'm sorry, I, I can't, you know. Mine is a more simple answer. Mine comes when I feel physical pain. Scratch me. Or physical, physical sensation. Pain. Pain. Physical pain brought you back. Very cool. That's actually very cool. It's not a lot of fun, but it's very cool. <laughs> but intelligence, unhappy sensations, what's that? Subconscious. subconscious? By yourself. Let's, let's use words that we understand. <laughs> Simple things like yellow, red, green. Because <laughs> let's use this. Oh, yeah. Wipe that out. Intelligence, physical pain. Next next. You. Observance. Observance. Yeah, well, that's what is. That's what, you're, that's what happens. Observing happens. But you didn't sit there and say, okay, now let me observe. And you noticed you were thinking. You just naturally became observant, right? Sense of time. Calm. Longing. Longing to be back at the one thought. That's good. Huh? Anxiety. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Did you take your medication today? I'll sell you some. Five bucks. You get from me? Huh? Awakening. Uh huh. Well, that's what it is. But where did it come from? Why? And why? Why? When you when you consciously made this, the decision to pay attention to Krishna, to Hare Krishna. Huh? Detachment, yeah, that's a good word, huh? Mindfulness. 
mindfulness? Well, that's kind of what it is when you become aware that you're thinking you're at that moment being mindful. The true self. The true self. Didn't I say let's use words we understand? <laughs> huh? Attraction. Attraction to peace. Attraction to peace, yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh? The seer seeing itself. The fear? The seer seeing itself. That's the advanced course. That's if we get through today alive. Intuition. Intuition, yeah, that's a good word. Practice. Huh? Practice. Practice. Practice is interesting, yeah. Socks? <laughs> Smelly socks will definitely bring you back wherever you think you're going. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so it's all good. That's from the order. Huh? Wait, in the back? The brain. Oh, God, don't even think about the brain. Good idea. I mean, it could be the brain, but the brain dies. Yeah. You don't know. Good. You get an A for this class. Behind you? Yeah, now I feel foolish saying it, but it's the higher self, the soul. The soul, okay. The soul of your foot? Well, I said words we understand, girl. Anyway, good, very good. So. We'll be, now we're, we're really we're zoning in on this thing, right? Okay. First of all, they say that every thought has a certain amount of energy to it, and when that energy is burnt up, the thought disappears. So let's say a thought comes through our awareness, and we naturally think, "I'm thinking this thought," "I'm thinking," or "I'm feeling this," but then that thought runs out of energy and we drop back into ourselves for a very quick second. It happens just like that. At that moment, you realize you were thinking. You're no longer thinking for that split second. That's a moment of dropping into awareness, which is always here. And the thoughts is what pulls us out of being here, which is being aware. We get lost in the thoughts. And we're trained to get lost from a very early age, which is why we love TV so much. And which we love our phones and love movies because this keeps us lost and not here. And that's where we used to being. And that's where we used to feeling at ease and at home when we're gone. It's not so easy to, uh, to recognize being here and to, and to be comfortable uh, in this period when you're, you're, not, you're neither here nor there, so to speak, you're working on it. So all those things, longing, intelligence, these are all qualities that we have that kick in once the thought lets go of us. Because while we're thinking, we're fucked. We can't do anything else but think. As soon as the thought runs out of juice, we're back for a billionth of a second until the next one. Thoughts are like these big birds that come and pull us away. And they drop us and we pop back. 
So even though we've agreed with ourselves, I want to do this practice, I understand what this practice can do for me, I understand that if I do it wholeheartedly, uh, stuff will happen, I'll, be, be, I'll start feeling more free and less pushed around by my own bullshit. We decided this already, but look at us. We can hardly do it, which is really cool. It's really cool. Because you meet a lot of people on the so-called spiritual path who think they're really doing it. Get that? They think they're really doing it. And they're just thinking. That's why Ramakrishna, point, he talked about how this practice works. And it's just so cool. I want you to, I want you to kind of grab this. Ramakrishna said, every repetition of one of these names is like a seed. And the seed is thrown out, but it's caught by the wind, and it's carried many miles and dropped on the roof of an old house in the middle of nowhere, in India in the late 1800s, which is when he lived. So this seed of the repetition of the name is carried by the wind and dropped on the old house, and it gets stuck between the tiles of the house. In those days, the tiles were made out of clay, baked in the sun, not in a kiln, you know, but just baked in the sun, then put on the roof. But over time and seasons and wind and rain and all kinds of stuff, those tiles begin to break up. And when they get soft, then the seeds start to take root and grow. Okay? the seed of the repetition of these names. Every repetition being a seed. Okay? Now, it gets on this roof, but it can't grow. There's the qualities and conditions are not good for it to grow. The seed of the repetition of the name, which, when it grows, just makes more of the same of itself, those qualities of the name. So it can't grow. Then the tiles start to break down and the seeds can grow. Okay? And they grow. And they grow. And all the seeds start to grow. And they destroy the roof of the house. Like seeds will do, right? And they keep growing and they destroy the whole house. Ramakrishna says, this house is who we think we are are who we think we are our thoughts me i'm this i'm that i'm this i'm tall i'm short i'm fat i'm skinny i'm tall i'm high i'm low i'm moving around i'm doing this all those thoughts about me this is what's destroyed and the 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 the, the temporary shape of meanness is the house and it's temporary, right? Because the house is built. Somebody builds it. In this case, our karmas build our house of me. So here we are. Through this practice, that temporary structure is melted away. And all that's left is that place that we were taken away from by our thoughts and dropped back into when the thought lost its energy. Here, now. And that gets very deep. That feeling isn't just like, okay, I'm here, now what? 
No, it's not like that. That here-ness is presence. It's a, it's a feeling. It's a space. It's a quality of openness. It's like the sky. It includes everything inside of it. And nothing outside of the sky. Clouds, pollution, birds, and bird shit. It's all in the sky. So that's our self. Our real self is that big. And it includes everything. It even includes the meanness. But for us to recognize the sky and feel that openness, we have to let go of that sticky me-ness. So this happens through the repetition of the name. It just naturally happens. You don't have to think about it. You just have to practice. The more practice you do, the less thinking you'll be doing. And the more your awareness will grow, in a sense. Although awareness doesn't grow or get smaller, it's always the same. But the more we'll be paying attention to it and feeling it, and the less we'll be pulled away by our thoughts. And the sooner we'll come back from our thoughts. Thank you for listening to the Krishnadas Pilgrim Heart Hour. We really appreciate your support and hope you'll continue that support by going to mindpodnetwork.com kd and clicking on the donate button or using our amazon.com portal for all of your purchases. Thank you. Namaste.